You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody and welcome to ring post radio the only show that after uh the forbidden door comes the forbidden podcast that's right if you listen to this podcast you're gonna commit original sin (laughs) i don't know where that bit's coming from i'm ryan knightsey with me as always is the the man the myth the legend uh the ace scotty edwards scotty how are you doing I've never been so proud to be called the ace. It means I'm a loser tonight, but I'm the best of all time. So that's okay. <laughs> I guess the, I, I guess that's what it means. Is, oh, well, <laughs> it sounded like that's what it meant. Oh, probably. Uh, well, uh, if you're listening to this show, then you're listening to the audio-only version of Ring Post Radio, which means you've succeeded. And while you're here, why don't you just subscribe to the whole dang feed, brother or sister, or in between? In between, I feel like in between is not the right term. It's just it's a spectrum in a sense, but I feel like that's not right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is our immediate reactions to AEW slash New Japan's Forbidden Door pay-per-view event. Um, we are recording this currently at 12.03 a.m. technically. It's earlier than usual for an AEW pay-per-view. Let's not, let's not act like it's not. That's that New Japan influence. Uh, last time was what, 1 a.m.? Yeah, last time was 1 a.m. Uh, so we're recording this immediately following Forbidden Door uh, for immediate release on Monday. So we very much appreciate you for uh, joining us for the show. Uh, but like always, we always have the audio versions of our show, normal shows, every Sunday. And then, of course, we also live stream it along on Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube, and Twitch. So uh, we appreciate you for listening to this audio-only version. Uh, I guess there will be a YouTube version, but it'll just be audio um uh of ring post radio immediate thoughts to forbidden door so that is it scotty that is the show that was cursed the show that was built wrong uh forbidden door (laughs) uh because all those things happen you know a bunch of injuries you know sickness uh bad booking and all this other stuff the show sucked right yeah it's terrible um you know probably only close the podcast (laughs) Probably, uh, you know, if I if I went into my book, you know, we don't count the buy-in. That's not part of the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. That was the best that's... part, honestly, the buy-in. Oh, um, okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> have, sure. Uh, but, you know, we look at the main card itself and, you know, terribly booked, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, uh, too many injuries, way too many. Took, sickness. Took all the stars off the show. Too many people coming in injured, which, did, um, which could have affected one match. And I think it'll affect future in some way but you know all these things all these things it just guaranteed us such a bad show right yeah it's right it's it's like it it was so it it was solely bent on being a bad show it it was so bad that it was probably the show of the year (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh cut the shit yeah uh cut the shit tony that is undoubtedly so, I do I mean, have a cut the shit Tony moment at the end. And it's not about Tony Schiavone. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Tony cut the shit. Undoubtedly, uh, halfway through the year, uh, I'll put my seal of approval. The boy howdy show of the year there. Uh, this was outstanding. 
outstanding. And yeah. you know, maybe it's because maybe 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 people loved it because expectations were so low. But you and I have been saying it for weeks, saying it for months that a show like this, a dream match, a dream card scenario, does not need. Every match needs a storyline. It does not need. No. Uh, uh, it does not need. Um, it, it didn't even need House of Torture, and I thought it did. It didn't so. House of Torture, and I swear it would have saved the show and been five stars all around. Um, but even then, they should have came out the end. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That should that should have been who making the save. It didn't yeah. need. It didn't even need everybody on the card because the people right. that were there, uh, New Japan wrestlers, AEW wrestlers alike, are I mean, fantastic wrestlers. Surprise, brother. Oh yeah, the surprise! <laughs> and I ain't talking about a certain debut. Oh yeah, this was a fantastic show, undoubtedly the current runner for show of the year. I can't imagine another show beating it unless it's an AEW pay per view. Honestly, maybe it. I don't know about New Japan. Maybe a G One Climax final. I just have confidence. So I, the only show for me that could rival it will be the Stardom final day of the five star because that was my mm-hmm. show of the year last year that's another good um because they just go hard but it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough we're just talking main card which we are obviously we're only talking main card here mm-hmm. it's gonna be really tough uh and i don't think there was a match of the year per se on it mm, no no i didn't have there any was five, one i didn't have any me. five star matches no, me either. There was one for me that got, eh, you know, if you, if you told me it was in your contender situation, I'd believe you. I don't think it walks away with it, but just an overall just phenomenal pay-per-view. And it's it's crazy to think, right? Because all these things happened. All these things happened. Terrible luck all around. Curse show, blah, 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 blah. And when they run this back next year, which they will, because if you think New Japan's not going to want that gate again part of their numbers especially when they're in the red last year come on come on they they're gonna happily take that gate um and they're gonna probably want a better showing on their end in terms of their title matches and their showing because listen the low point and i say this with quotations because there weren't any low points Uh were them losing a little bit like for them, it'd be losing that losing multiple times, but at the end, who cares, right? Who gives? Who cares? I'm happy that you know it felt like politics didn't get too much in the way of a lot of the show, and once it was booked, as we saw, filled throughout, and it's just one of the best shows of the year. I saw some people say I could put this in one of the best shows I've ever seen, and I I understand that if someone's saying that because. In terms of just the rest, the delivery in the in-ring parts, top-notch. Every single match either met expectations or exceeded expectations. I think that's fair on the main card. You talk about the politics, of course, and I have I have it written down. And in any sort of outing that was between AEW and New Japan wrestlers on one other side, not yeah. counting like the six man Jericho Appreciation Society like stuff, right. you know, things like that. Uh, but counting four ways and all that stuff, mm-hmm. AEW got six wins over New Japan's three. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely heavily on the New J- on the AEW side, and maybe you know hindsight, maybe that's the reason why New Japan was kind of you know scared of like doing any sort of like booking stuff is because they knew they were going to lose a bunch of matches 
but undoubtedly, I mean, this was an AEW pay-per-view with New Japan wrestlers. It was a great pay-per-view. Uh, it's fantastic wrestling up and down the card. Um, uh, I think you're right. 100% we're getting a second one. I would I would be shocked, appalled, if there was not a second one of these. Um you know, maybe a maybe a better slot in the calendar, maybe. But uh, uh, doesn't I don't even care if it's, it, this was just good. Just give me more of this. Like everyone's talks about, oh, well, Danielson had to miss it. CM Punk had to miss it. Great, get him on the next Guys, one. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. Kenny Omega missed this. Yeah. The reason this show is happening, right? The reason we wanted this show is because of Kenny Omega, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's gonna happen again. Yeah, imagine <laughs> Japan he, wants Kenny Omega back. Imagine you, you can't tell me he's the most popular uh, international talent they've ever had. Imagine what the show would be. Uh, well, but would, would be like if your punks, your Danielson, your Omegas, Naitos, you know, maybe Abushi. I, I don't know. Maybe what, ima- would, imagine if those people are on this card. You know, imagine this was show of the year. This was show of the year. Imagine if those people are on the card. <laughs> I would guarantee you it wouldn't have a chance of losing the show of the year conversation, yeah. right? Um, and this, oh, it also just, so many it also just goes, but that that point there is just like it just goes to show how stocked, how stacked this AEW roster is, yeah. how stacked the New Japan roster is, just un- two unbelievably stacked rosters. Cutting together a bunch of the top stars gone for AEW, a bunch of the middle of the card, lower card, all gone. And it does mm-hmm. not matter because when you right. put them all together, they make another great roster yeah. and they just had a fantastic show. You know, you know what I thought about here is that I think the coming weeks for AEW is going to be really interesting um, more than anything, because they're now going to have to believe in guys that they haven't necessarily been fully believing in. Mm-hmm. because now we're going to really see what happens with all these people missing because yeah. they're not going to have new Japan as a crutch on TV. They're going to have blood and guts this week, this week, but they're going to have to believe in the Andrade's and which we're seeing now. We're already seeing it. That's where they're going. Uh, we're, they're going to have to believe in the pox, which again, we're seeing mm-hmm. swerve Strickland, Keith Lee, all these guys. And I, those are four top, tier guys that if you told me that you put them in the world title picture tomorrow i'd be like oh okay cool they have so many ways to go now they added someone to their roster tonight someone that i think everyone can agree is a fantastic ad and in time he's just going to get better and better and better and better because he's just going to i i don't think the stink was as bad as some may or i know other people just didn't even see any stink on him but he's only going to get better because there is still some because he's doing what he was doing in WWE in a sense yep. in a lot of his moves, which are great moves. They're very physical. They're awesome. But he's going to add more to the repertoire. And he's in. And now we might have we have the greatest faction AEW's ever seen in terms of just wrestling talent. Right. So instead of me rambling on and not getting into the show, we should probably just get into the show because we're going to have so many talking points. Oh, totally. Um, well, we're not have to go in, like into the match stuff, but I just want to address the buy-in just real quickly. So we had Hiroki Godin Yoshihashi defeating the team of Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. We had Lance Good Archer, job. Lance Archer defeating Nick Camarado. We had Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeating El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. 
And we had Max Caster and Billy Gunn defeating the team of Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, the DKC, and Yuya Uemura. Do you have any thoughts or anything about those four matches? Uh, I thought the tag that I expected to be good was good, which was great. Um, I see you're talking about the Keith Lee, Swerve, Desperado, Kanemaru. I think Kanemaru and Desperado work great with no matter the opponent. Like They can work with juniors. They can work with heavyweights. Um, We saw that, of course earlier this week with Kanemaru in Japan working with Ishii, but they work really well with them. And I think it was a match where they had to find their footing a little bit. And then once they got into it, they really got going. They had a fantastic finish to the match where Swerve just kind of went off. He did the like leaping hesitation kick wipes out Kanemaru. And then he did does the thing to Desperado with the diving stomp. And then you have the uh, finish that I never remember the name of. But that was really good. Um, and I thought Nick Camarado, Camarado looked really good. Yep. I noticed that as well. I was like, this feels like it's supposed to be a thing for Archer, and I think Archer will be fine. But I thought he looked really good. I could imagine if you ever wanted to believe in him down the line, you definitely could. And uh, having Billy Gunn and Max Caster beat the LA Dojo was weird. Yeah, that was... That was weird. I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't too fa- too much of a fan about that. I mean, that's that was, that if, was my least favorite match. If you're doing that angle, just have the LA, LA Dojo win. Like put have like give it to Alex Coughlin, who is no longer a young lion, right? You know, that's that idea. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why we're doing that. You know, you can have Billy Gunn eat a fall to Alex Coughlin. I think that'd be fine. Um, but yes, the swerve tag was very good. Uh, everything else was like, eh, yeah, nothing was bad on the show. Not even the buy-in to me. Um, so I, I loved it. But let's get into the main card here. Uh, it was, of course, a 10-match card. No, no, sorry, 9-match card. My apologies. 9-match main card, yeah. 9-match main card. Uh, we're starting off, of course, with the six-man tag team match, the Jericho Appreciation Society of Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki from Suzuki Goon. Defeated the team of Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. I thought this was a very much return to the great uh, AEW shows that always start with a six-man tag. Uh, like the first AEW show of all time, six-man tag. Uh, they're, 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 these trios matches, every single one that AEW does is fantastic. I Like there's... No Get reason. Those goddamn belts. Yeah, in this company. It's <laughs> it's fantastic. You're putting those belts in immediately makes those like everything even better. I thought. Um, Stop waiting. <laughs> I thought everyone did. I thought everyone did a really great job in this match. But yeah. I thought Shota Umino was the best looking mother trucker out here. Mm. I it was he was the best I've ever seen him. Yeah. Um and it, not just in terms of like wrestling skill or anything, but you know, I, obviously like a, the AEW crowd, the AEW the crowd is star. is very forgiving and the AEW crowd is very on board with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um you know, it, it's not it's not and uh, and his connection to John Moxley makes him immediate, you know, importance in the AEW audience's eyes. Um, but he was able to use that and give charisma, uh, and, and he had a great look. I thought his look was even better. Uh, and just, he had it all. And it just, he, he, he looked like a star to me coming out of this match, despite, uh, I don't think he was pinned. I think it was Yuta. 
No, he was pinned. Oh, was he pinned? Yeah, despite yeah. being pinned, I thought he really looked like a star in this match. Uh, but maybe sometimes the stars bite, you know, burn so bright they, uh, you know, they burn a little bit. I guess. So we'll get to that. Uh, but yes, what did you think of this match? Uh, I've always been the higher guy on the Shota Umino um, run that he's currently had. I've always been the higher guy than most because I've always seen the potential that he has. He has the makings of being a star. And there was never a time more than tonight where the spotlight was shine on him and he showed up. Not only did he show up, he had the crowd in the palm of his hands. You know, Kevin Kelly's saying this guy is a future main eventer in New Japan when the time comes. And you never felt that more than tonight. You never did. Because there were inconsistencies. You know, when Rev Pro came back, he wasn't in ring shape. We heard about that. And, you know, his big matches. He had a decent one with Jay White at the show that I never remember the name of. Uh, Windy City Riot, maybe? Maybe? Uh, yes. Was it? Was, yeah. Was that yeah, Jay White? Capital yeah. Collision was the uh, next one. Yeah. So he had a good showing there. That was one of his better single showings. He had a good match against Osprey last year, I thought, for the Rev Pro title. But when you want him to look like a star, he's in the ring with Minoru Suzuki, Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta got his shine right early in the match. Mm-hmm. Everyone got their shine. I got to give them credit for that. I think they did great at doing that. But in the end, it was all about Shooter. And that's because of what he did. That's what, because of what he did in the match. People wanted to see him win. And you know, the funny thing is, depending on how long Forbidden Door shows go, he's going to be higher up the card each and every time if this is an annual thing. He's going to get higher and higher up the card. I think putting him on this card was brilliant because people know him. AEW fans know him because they know Moxley. And Moxley's, you know, Moxley joins AEW, goes to the G1. That's when that relationship begins. You put uh, Shooter in this match with his friends for the advantage he loses in the end but dan did he look good in defeat that's that's how you know you accomplished all the check marks this match was great it was a great match just uh the 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 electricity in that building was phenomenal it it was top tier um i really really enjoyed this one get the damn trios titles at the same company. Uh, Sarah Gravara was actually like the least, well, he's not shocking that he's the least important part, but he did like the one like four, not was it four fifty? No, it was the uh, shooting star press. And otherwise I don't remember a single thing he did, but just a really, really good match. You got a little bit of everything, but it was all about shooter. Uh, like we do every time with one of these, uh, the media scrum is happening as we're recording. So every once in a while I might also jump in, Folks yes. at home with uh, really just Scotty. I'm going to jump in with uh, stuff from the media call right now. Jay White is talking first uh, with Tony mm. Khan. So that's very interesting. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about is that Tony Khan mentioned death before dishonor. The ring of honor second show under the AEW Tony Khan banner, Lowell, Massachusetts, July 23rd. So, oh, he officially announced it. Yep. We got a date. So just shouting that out. Um, uh, for Scotty to look at his calendar. 
Um, <laughs> there's a good chance FTR might be on the show, so <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance a lot of people will be on that show at this point. That's true. They have all the belts. Mm-hmm. See, Jonathan Gresham versus Brian Cage. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. baby. Um, two short buff dudes. <laughs> two short kings. Um, anyways, yeah, no, this match was fantastic and a great way mm-hmm. to start the night. Uh, then we had Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships and the IWGP Tag Team Championship match uh, with FTR getting the win, becoming seven-star FTR, defeating Great Khan Jeff Cobb, and Rapungi Vice, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta. Scotty, what did you think of this match? Match of two halves. That's what I thought about this match. I thought the first half was kind of just there, but the second half was great. The moment Dax walked back out there. The match turned up to the level I was waiting for. Um, obviously, was a little worried when Dax disappeared. I think everyone was. Yeah, everyone um, was like, "The show's cursed." <laughs> the show's cursed. FTR's yeah. gone. Even I was. I mean, too fair. Even I was like, "Oh no!" Oh no! It was a worry. I mean, he went to the back. You, you know, like Cashville was wrestling by himself. Uh, but it worked out in their favor. They're now the IWGP Heavyweight Champions. Give me them versus Dangerous Techers tomorrow. Give me them against Aussie Open. Blah, 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 blah. You get the point. Yep. But sorry for hitting my microphone. Um, I thought this match was good. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, going into this, I didn't expect it to be like a four-star extravaganza or anything. I never expected that because you have three teams going in there at it. But it was, it was good. It was solid. Um, I enjoyed it. And I think you have the right result. You have them holding all these titles, and you got to complete it all out now. You got to give them all the tag titles. Yeah. It's um, when they face the Usos. <laughs> I mean, they were down <laughs> since at the very least. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think this match for me didn't fully click uh because of the whole like injury angle i think in any other context that that angle would have worked better but because of the whole show curse context thing it i mean i i guess in that sense it worked but i think it's just a little hit a little too close for home for me and others um and i think in that sense it worked everybody but assuming it's not a legit injury, which I could also see Dax Harwood coming out despite having a legitimate injury. Uh, so it either worked or it's real or, you know, who the heck knows. But other than that, uh match was very good. I thought that um, Rapungi Vice did a very good job. I liked that the, how they yes. played up the sneaky style of Rocky Romero as he was the guy that would constantly slip in with a tag. Um, Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb looked good. Uh, Great Khan, I, I feel I don't know what it is. He just feels right, better in New Japan Ring versus an AEW Ring for me. Um, I, I feel like he just he didn't have his like real charisma shining through for me for some reason. I don't know what it was particularly about it. Uh, but just it just didn't quite hit that that charisma that he has. Uh, but Jeff Cobb looked good. Um, like you said, I I agree. This match was two halves. The first half was sort of the beat down of all the teams and then you get Dax come out making the big save uh and get, getting the eventual win uh of course rocky taking the pinfall who could have guessed it uh everyone probably I, uh. 
<laughs> I thought the second half was so good that it made up for the first half. And I, you know, the first half wasn't bad wrestling wise. It's just you have that, you know, like slight dark cloud where you're awaiting. Oh, is Dax actually hurt? Is this ruined? Is like everything going to shit? And they kept it together. So it almost makes you think maybe it didn't go fully to shit. Maybe they took advantage of all those injuries that we knew about. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, you know what? We'll uh we'll play a little song. But it worked out in the end. Very uh and I wouldn't say very good. Really good. Really good. Um this is from the uh this is from yep. Trevor Trevor Dame on Twitter. Brian was actually feeling great before. A phone call eight days before the pay-per-view where Tony Khan called him saying that Brian's going to be fine. Uh, so that caused plans to change. Basically, uh, Tony Khan took Brian Danielson off the card. Brian Danielson was probably good to wrestle, but he took him off the card, I'm guessing, because uh, everyone else was injured and he needs Brian Danielson at a better 100% spot. So he's not 100%. We're taking him off the card. <laughs> Anyways. That's okay. It, well, it was also that. So then he ca- that caused plans to change. But Brian then talked to Tony. He brought up Claudio's name as a replacement, and Tony told him, "Quote: Funny, I already have him under contract." <laughs> what what a man! Uh, <laughs> Apparently, uh, t- uh, uh, Trevor Dean might miss might miss have heard might have misheard. But he he says, "I'm late to the scrum." I think Tony said he contracted Claudio on June second but didn't know if he'd debut here or at death before dishonor. So that is an interesting little news tidbit. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, this match was very good. Ring of honors, uh, I, you know, cash wheel and Dex Harwood. Now your IWGP tag team champions, along with your triple A tag team champions. Um, and you know, what does that mean? Now FDR can go head over to Japan. When? Well, the G1 Climax is coming up, so not anytime soon. Tag tiles don't quite matter at the moment there anyways. Maybe they'll be at the finals. Maybe the G1 Climax finals, you know? Do a little defense Do defend against United Empire, just a two-man tag. That could be a good spot. I think they'll defend them once or twice maybe here in the States. Ooh, against like an Aussie Open team? That's a... That's... That's... That's good. (laughs) Oh, man, that's real good. Yeah. Um, AEW All-Atlantic title four-way match. It was, in fact, Pac. We called it, or I called it. I called it. I called it. I think we both called it. I think we both called it. Uh, Pac defeating Clark Connors, Malachi Black, and Miro. I think the everyone did a good job, but I think the same thing with the Shota Umino thing. Special shout-out to Clark Connors. Yes. Utterly, I would say... Everyone apologize to the Wild <laughs> Rhino. There Everyone apologize not to a, Clark Connors. Not a lot of cheering for him when he made his entrance, and he did a great job, and the match constructed in a great way that helped put over Clark Connors all the way, all the, you know, slowly but surely building him up to get to the point of a Miro spear through a table where Clark Connors got the crowd on his side, crowd cheering for him. Put give him a singles match on Dynamite. Put Clark Connors versus Yuta. I don't know. Well, Yuta some random match. Just random match. Put him in. Put him in. Give him. Put him in. Coach. Put him in. Tony. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely, definitely uh, a solid match here. What did you think of the match? Um, very solid. Again, I thought the first half was mad. The second half was great. 
Um, I thought the second half was like really, really great. Um, I'm so happy Pac's champion because this is a guy I've been wanting to matter since the moment he signed with this company. He's one of my favorites that they have. Um, and this goes to my thing. Like they need to, they need to believe in these guys that they have that are healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And who's, who gives you your best chance of traveling the world and defending that title? If that's what they want to do, it's probably pack. He can defend that against anyone you want anywhere. It's a deserving um, win for him. It's one that I'm excited for because now he's going to have big matches, which I feel like, you know, it's funny with Pac. He doesn't necessarily get big matches. He more so just gets matches yeah. that he ends up delivering in, like the Buddy Matthews one or like the Dax Harwood one last year when he came back. Like these random singles matches and he just delivers. Um, obviously, they could do him and Malachi, but I think you should give him a nice healthy reign for this first reign as the champion. Uh, really good match. Good job, Clark Connors. I really thought Miro was going to win when he got the um, – what does he call it? Game over? We call it game over? Now? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, when he got that locked on the first time, I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, why do we have to have Pack lose? <laughs> I, was still, I was like, all of my feels, and then they – I th- I like the way that they ended. He hits the uh, 450 and then takes out Connors with the Brutalizer. Really good stuff. Right winner. Win, win, win. Uh, next up on the media scrum was John Moxley. He immediately comes out with a six-pack – of non-alcoholic beer. And yes, I was listening to his uh, interview with Renee today. He talked about that how he he buys the so he bought he goes he finds a Whole Foods wherever he goes, mm-hmm. goes gets them so that he just he doesn't even think about it at the end. Yeah. He just knows that he has those, cracks it open. It's it's how he celebrates a great match because that's what he was talking about. So that's actually really funny that he had that. <laughs> Yeah, he said that he is trying to get a some sort of sponsorship or free shit or something. Yes, that's what he said on the show. Yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Moxley's the fucking man. Ugh. Um, you know the four way was really, really great. Um, Clark Connors, man, just give him a singles match on Dynamite. That's what I want. The crowd's into give, him. Give Clark Connors the, give him the keys. Not, not to AEW. Not to really. When I say give him the keys, I just like acknowledge him. Acknowledge that he's great. No, man, give him uh, give him a TNT title shot. Why not? Who, who's the TNT champion, Scorpio Sky? That could be good. Unfortunately. Well, it's eventually Wardlow. Do Wardlow versus Clark Connors. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. I'm kind of like, okay, I have a take. This isn't even... The Wardlow stuff kind of worn off for me already. <laughs> well, he hasn't been on TV, it feels like, in a well, bit. Well, no, they made him be a fucking idiot, like, oh, I don't want the AEW world title until CM Punk's back. Yeah. And then he's like, but you know what I do want? I want to beat Scorpio Sky. And I was like, what? But I'm not okay. going to, but I can't do anything because Scorpio Sky's awesome. And then they have him wrestle 20 dweebs. Yeah, which was, in, which was fun. It was fun, but it was, it was whatever. His, his feuding with Mark Sterling and Dan Lambert, like, come on, come mm-hmm. on. He went from that MJF hot feud. By the way, if you want to just like, really talk about these things they're keeping a man off tv that is perfectly healthy (laughs) Mm -hmm. in mjf to tell a story i just want to point that out he could be coming back soon they they kind of need him (laughs) Uh, yeah 
Uh, yeah, I going back to your point about what does AEW look like after this event? That's very interesting. Very, very yeah. interesting to see. Um, next up on the show, it was the Dudes with Attitudes. Darby Allen, Shingo Takagi, and Sting defeating the team of El Fantasmo, Matt, and Nick Jackson. Uh, we talked about it on Ring Post Radio the last episode uh, that El Fantasmo and the Young Bucks would fit like a glove. Fantastic douches. Yeah. And I mean that as nice as I can mean it. Um, they were fantastic douches for the big time baby faces. Stings out of his fucking mind, by the way. <laughs> I need I need everyone to know this. Sting is out of his mind. He is 63 years old. He's doing big dives. He's getting kicked in the mouth and no selling it. He's, he's doing everything as if he hasn't missed a beat. Yeah. And every Sting match is an absolute blast. Absolute blast. Is it the match of the night usually? No. Is it, you know, a classic? No. But they're always fun. They always get the crowd involved. They're just fantastic. And this was another case. Watching him and Shingo fist bump in the middle of the ring, I was like, oh, man, this is this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darby was there. Yeah. He, he was the least important part. Um. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. In, in a weird way. It was all about Sting, all about Shingo, all about El Phantasm and the Young Bucks. Darby wasn't really... Darby, and then Darby was like assist, which is fine. Yeah. You know, it's fine. The youngest one. Put it, I mean, to also be fair, probably a good idea. It's, you know, you got the Young Bucks of the champion, El Phantasma's New Japan, Shingo's New Japan, and Sting. Yeah, Darby was kind of, I guess, in hindsight, maybe the sixth man on this totem pole. Uh, I do Sting and Darby and, versus the Bucks. When Darby's, the, when Darby's your, when Darby's your sixth man on the totem pole, it's uh, not a bad, not a bad match. Yeah, I could see them believing him again a little bit more. Um, I would do Sting. And Darby versus the Bucks soon. By the way, yeah. they should not win the book. The Bucks should win, but you should definitely yes. do that match. Yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, we have probably two matches, two, three matches to book on Dynamite still, right? I mean, maybe mm-hmm. two matches. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe you do that. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. If I, I don't know, because it's staying, he tends to take, you know, time off in between matches. So maybe not for a bit maybe not for a bit but yeah this match is very quick good quick at the lake quick at the, ooh, quick at the lake uh match is very good sting was an insane person like you said phantasma was a, a douche which was perfect jackson's came back in their old ring of honor new japan gear the, the you know the oh, old that made me that made me emotional black pants and the jean jacket um so that was fun that was fun and yeah um and and now it's confirmed dudes of attitudes an lij subgroup so that's that's pretty good pretty good kevin kelly called them what is the los los sting renovates sting no oh my god trying to say it's killing me right now Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, it's uh it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Um yeah, match was totally fun. Uh I thought this match was actually pretty great. Uh I thought that the work all around was fantastic. Not it's again a trios match, so of course I'm gonna fall in love with it in AW. Uh and the match was just great. I mean, like you said, the super kicks with Sting eating it, pumping up, and then double lariat and then and then selling it. 
I love that shit. I love I love a delayed sell, you know, not a no sell delayed sell. And, and Sting is great at those two. Shingo killing people. I was hoping for more, you know, more fast Shingo with the young bucks. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Shingo slowed down his style a little bit. He's a little older. You know, it is what it is. Great match. Fantastic mm-hmm. match. Phantasmo match. AEW Women's World Title Match. Thunder Rosa defeated Tony Storm in 10 minutes and 42 seconds. Scotty, what did you think about the Women's World Title Match? It was the best AEW pay-per-view women's match since Britt versus Statlander, maybe? Yeah, and that was my head? Revolution 2020. I believe. No, it wasn't. I believe it was. How 2020? 2020? It was 2021. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. No, because... No. 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 Whatever. Either way. No, it was not. Um, Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander was 2020. So let's check 2021. Uh, that... No, that was... 2021 Shida was Shida and Rio When did they... Feel, I'll look this up. I'll look into it. Double or nothing? Uh, All out? I'll look up. All out. Continue. Thoughts on the match? Oh. Uh, it was... I thought it was good. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um... I was convinced, and I said this on the show earlier, that I was I was for sure Tony Storm was winning. So when she kicked out of the Thunder driver by Thunder Rosa, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And then, um, you know, Rosa hits the uh, gold dust finisher. I never – the final cut? Is that what it's called? Final uh, Reckoning. No, well, no, it used to be the, used to be the used final to be cut. called the final cut, so eat me. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> Uh, but it was good. It, it was fast. Like they they were in there and they were out. So maybe that benefited it. But I would like to see them go again because I do think they have even better in them. I think they did a lot of good things in there. Um, they didn't have they didn't have much chance to let it all breathe. But it was really good. Uh, it was it was good. It was good. Probably the weakest match on the card. But that's not their fault. No, this is, you know, it, the match was still very good. Right. You put that on the last pay-per-view, it's like yeah, maybe the fourth best match, fifth best match. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, It was AEW All Out 2021. It was Chris Statlander versus Britt yeah, so Baker. Probably the best since then. I thought this was better than the uh, deep one. Um, Yeah, this match was really good. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was very much like a hard hitting match, which I appreciated. A lot of people saying that was sort of like a hard hitting Joshi match sort of thing. Um, mm. You know, like a good, a good undercard Joshi match is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, still a good match. Still a very good match. I'm not faulting anything from it. Um, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa beat the piss at each other. Um, that uh, German suplex on the apron looked like it roughed up Tony Storm pretty bad. Um, yeah, she landed. Thunder Rosa just landed on her head. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and then the DDT to the floor looked great again. Like every single time I see it, Tony Storm's running hip attack looks like death, and I don't know if it, might, it has to feel like death too. I, I don't know if it feels like death or it's some sort of. It's very protected, and like it's like a Vader, you know, Vader punch sort of thing where it looks real bad, but it's actually pretty safe. 
I don't know. It doesn't look good, but that's I guess that's good. Because uh, boy, howdy, that 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 thing when she's running, she's running with that thing. It's 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 who boy, you know that thing. <laughs> Oh, rock hard ride nights. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, no, the match was very good. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. 26 year old professional. Um, yeah, it was a very good match. Uh, Thunder Rosa retains. Um, so what's next for Thunder Rosa? Is the question. What's next is Miu Yamashita, baby. Plans back on. Plans back on. Miu Yamashita beats her ass at DJPW. You set that up for all out. Thunder Rosa gets the win back. I, that's how I would look. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a pretty good idea. Uh, I mean, you got that in the. Skin. Who else do you have Thunder Rosa to face right now on the roster? That's a must. That's a must that she hasn't faced already. Because that they... isn't feuding with Jade Cargill. <laughs> like yeah. the two main people I would pick are both feuding with Jade. Yeah, they don't tend to. Um, oh, that's fun! I just noticed something on the roster page for AEW. If you click on the champions, the current champions, you can click on View Title History, and it'll show you take you to a different page that has a picture, the reign dates, and number of days for like each that. champion. Um, that is very cool. That is actually very. That's a very good resource to have. Um, who let's look at that women's roster. Uh, who do you got that's uh could challenge? Um, it should be medium. You, you rumored it, just do it. Sheeta, Sheeta, she is busy in Japan too. <laughs> she's she's injured, you mean? She has so she's gonna be on that same TJPW show as is Riho, by the way. If you were if you anyone wants to remember Riho exists, Riho would be a great option, by the way. Uh, because Riho's awesome. Uh, so she has that. She's going to be on Ice Ribbon Show. I don't know if she's coming back. And Riho just isn't used anymore. So, yeah. What are we doing? Well, like, what are we doing? If we're doing. You have all these great talents signed to your company. If we're doing a TJPW thing, maybe uh, Yuka Sakazaki. That could, you could do that, but. I, I mean, you have the Yamashita match literally set up. Just I know, there. I know. I'm just saying, as another TJPW oh, AW yeah, connection. Did, uh, when's that PD? When's that PWG show? PWG show? Oh, that um, oh, she's on. Is that this weekend? Next weekend? Uh, well, next I will look it up for you, sir. Um, I assume. We'll move on to the next match. I'll uh, take the lead. I'll take the lead. Go okay. for it. I got man. you. The J- I got you. This, July third. Is- July third. <laughs> July third. Oh, so next week. Yeah. So it's banger time. That means ooh, that means Yuka Sakazaki might be on Dynamite or Rampage soon. I think she'd be. They'll put her on Dark. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> oh. All right, we got we got the final four matches here, and for me, this is where it was just the final four. It was Killer's Row. It was fantastic. The rest of the land. I thought the, it was fantastic from start to finish. Anyways, Will Ospreay, Orange Cassidy. For the IWGP United States Championship, which was in the house, by the way. I just want to point that out, that the title was in the house, but the champion's a geek. It doesn't want to go get it, I guess. So, whatever. That's fine. I'd rather beat Dan Orange Cassidy than get my own title. So, we have Will Ospreay, Orange Cassidy. Big, big time match. Remember, this was the big one. This was the big one of complaints, Ryan. This was the, really? 
Orange Cassidy, and we knew, and it doesn't help that we knew Andrade was supposed to face Will Ospreay. That also didn't help. But Ryan, you know, you know what happened? You know what happened here on June twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two. No. Orange Cassidy showed up to play, baby. That's what happened. Orange Cassidy showed up. He went out there, had a great match with Bill, Billy Goat, Will Ospreay, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Great, great match. You have the the heel scumbag of Ospreay just kind of, you know, he doesn't respect him. And once, you know, after the opening, like Cassidy doing the things in the pockets, got old. Osprey was dominating and dominating and dominating. Then, you know, Orange Cassidy had enough. He had enough. He became a wrestler. All of a sudden, he was doing, like, he did this dive to the Aussie Open. That was crazy. I've never seen him do it. Um, a springboard to the outside. That was fantastic. Back and forth they go. Like, the the excitement that filled me watching this match, it, it was great. It was, for me, the number two match of the night. I thought... Osprey was on his level, as you'd expect. Cassie stepped up, as I expected. Fantastic stuff. And it's probably all forgotten because of the post-match at this point. But it was a great match. (laughs) Yeah, so the match itself, uh, again, I think it was a little bit of a two-kind-of-prong match. I think the first half was very much an Orange Cassidy kind of match. The... Uh, I'm just going to do mock, mock you, do your bits uh, very lazily, you know, do all that stuff, do the kicks and everything. And then it started getting into gear, you know, started ramping up the gear, becoming an Osprey sort of style match. Uh, it was very interesting. I saw someone tweet out. I don't remember who it was saying that uh, watching Osprey in that match is going to uh, put to shame all the people that just saw the Ricochet Osprey gif years ago and have been shitting on him ever since. Uh, that was the match <laughs> that was like, oh, because because in this match, he didn't wasn't doing flippy shit over the place. He was like very slow, very, very methodical. Uh, knew what he was doing. Uh, you know, it did did pop in the flippy ship every once in a while, but it worked well. He did he did a little Andrade shout out. Worked well. Yeah, I saw someone. Uh, I saw someone tweet out that Seth Rollins is still better <laughs> than, than Osprey. And <laughs> I just can't stop laughing because I was like, how, how what we're why talk, is we're this, talking multiple multiple years of wrestler of the year. Why are we right? I mean well, why are we talking about this? Like, why is this the conversation? Like, why is it Seth Rollins versus Osprey? Because of that one conversation they had on Twitter years ago. Like, to me, it's over. Like, I don't give a shit. Um, but fantastic match. Uh, another another great title match. This was better than the Sonata one for me that Osprey had, where he won the title. This was better than I don't know, probably some other match. I think the Dax one was better than this from TV. But that's just a credit to what Osprey's doing. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, 
one. And I can admit, like, I understand people don't like Osprey. I get it. He, we know what he, you know, we we know his past. We know what he's done, but we're, I I have to talk about it as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Looking at him as a wrestler, he is one of the best. Plain and simple, maybe the best. I mean, he's going to be. In my top five, guaranteed, probably at the end of the year. Yeah. For wrestler of the year, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know where it's going to shake out right now. He's probably, I, off the top of my head, I haven't looked at their things since I put in my rankings for the show. But he's probably going to be number two by the end of at the end of the night. So I think he's currently my number one, and I haven't put in these rankings yet. So it could easily change. I mean, the, the people that are fighting with it are Kazuchika Okada, Dax Harwood. <laughs> I have John Moxley, I'm guessing, number one now. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, there's a lot of people fighting for it. I mean, I, Will Ospreay, I need to watch more Will Ospreay of his indie matches and stuff, like the Nick Wayne match and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm sure he'll he'll beat over everybody else. Yeah, this match is very good. Will Ospreay is fantastic. You know, uh, post-match, they're doing <laughs> the beatdown. You know, Rocky Romero <laughs> and Trent make the save, you know. And you're just thinking, ah, oh, it's gonna be Yano. <laughs> I I literally put in the Discord. I was like, ah, crap! Oh, here comes Yano. We know he's there. We know Yano's gonna do it. It's a oh, great, funny it, bit. It and then Yano. it was not Yano. <laughs> Katsuyori Shibata shows up, comes down to the ring, beats up Aussie Open, beats up Will Osprey, drop kick in the corner, gets him out of the ring. Will uh, United Empire escape? Shavada. His theme song. Oh man, baby! His theme song got not the loudest pop of the night, but it was it was like right there. It was definitely like the amount of people that recognized the theme music. Yeah. Then, then once he showed up, they were like, "Holy!" They're like, "Oh my god, it's Shavada! Oh my god, it's Shavada!" Yeah, oh man, he's just he's just so good, man. And then yeah, and then you get the uh, sort of interaction between Shabbat and Orange Cassidy, which is just a a fever dream that uh <laughs> that we all had one day uh, that we put on and actually saw on TV. That is a uh, unbelievable moment, I guess, uh, in wrestling history is Shabbat and Orange Cassidy sharing a ring in that sense. Uh, and yeah, and that was Shabbata popping up on AEW Forbidden Door. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Uh, Moxley and the media scrum did not say too much. He gushed over Brian Danielson. Um, I did like this one line that said uh, uh, that, you know, BCC is a perfect time. It's so good for him. Uh, Claudio is perfect part of the group. Mox says that they say in BCC, you have to bleed together. And he and Claudio already have quote from John Moxley. You can watch that shit on Peacock. I knocked his teeth down his throat. He wore adult braces for two years. I think he's actually still wearing braces. That did happen. Um, well, yeah. let's get to it. Yeah. Claudio time. Uh, well, I was just talking about other things in here. Uh, doesn't really say much more about it. Anything else. He's really gushing over Brian Danielson says Claudio is an alien. And then this is what the interesting other bit. Uh, Mox, I'm going to do some fantasy booking. He, Darby Allen, Sting, and the Great Muda in a six-man. It wouldn't be a six-man, I guess. It would be an eight-man. Uh, Mox wants to know who put it together. Khan says he's lucky. Mox said that because New Japan loves him. He couldn't get away with that. 
He's saying that maybe New Japan can put together a eight man with John Moxley, Darby Allen, Sting, and the Great Muda versus somebody. Uh, then Mox says that uh, Eddie Kingston wants Junakiyama. Tony Khan, per- you know, perks up and says that is something I can do. Uh, so, and then Mox said if Akiyama wants to bring Sakuraba along, maybe he'll work him as well. Uh, so that's fun. Next up in the media scrum is Kazuchika Okada with uh, one Chris Charlton doing translating. So that should be fun. Um, yes. So next up, we had the singles match. Zack Sabre Jr. versus mystery opponent. That, of course, was Claudio Casignoli, um, former WWE's Cesaro. He is officially officially in AEW. In, in, an insane pop after insane pop on this card. Uh, people lost it for him. Even Jr. was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's like, "Whoa, that's a that's a pop right there, fella." Um, people lost it. Uh, it's you know, new member of the BCC. He is an unbelievable pickup. Uh, a great person to have in this company. I think. Uh, I think his ceiling could be as high as world champion. Uh, I don't know when that would ever happen, but I honestly think like that could could easily be his ceiling you know he's kind of he's up there in age he's 41 so maybe not necessarily it could happen but hey man <laughs> why why not but then it was of course claudio defeating zach saber jr in 18 minutes and 26 seconds now the match itself i wasn't too into it it kind of felt a little samey samey for a little bit um you know i was kind of hoping for a little bit more you know, it very, very much felt like a great WWE Cesaro match. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, obviously. This was still a very good match for me. But this is these are all very nitpicky where it's like, you know, it's still a very good WWE Cesaro match. But, you know, I'm just imagining as soon as that dust comes off, the WWE dust comes off. Oh, boy. When Claudio comes out to play. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I... I thought the match was great. I didn't think it was. Yeah, I seen some people say it was like the fine. match of the show, which is fine. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm admitting that I am. Up. I'm admitting that I'm. Lo- I'm lower than most people, probably. Yeah, Ryan's a low guy on this one, um, which is fine. He usually is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah. Which is okay. Which is okay, and he'll be high on the you know evils versus Tomatonga, so it's okay. We, it, it evens out eventually, my guys. It, it's uh, wrestling; it's subjective. I can have exactly. my own exactly. That's why it's the best. That's why wrestling is the best. Mm-hmm. I just had to toss that little joke in there for the birthday boy. Um, it's not his birthday anymore, no. apparently. But <laughs> no, I can not. fit that in because it was. It was until you fall asleep, you're still a birthday boy. That's how this works. I appreciate it. Um, anyways, I thought it was great. Um, hell of a hell of a way for Claudio to walk from one door of WWE right into AEW facing Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door joining the Blackpool Combat Club it's hard to get much better than that do I think that it was perfect no because you know he has a lot of other moves and things he did, but I loved it. I think if you got stuck in the moment and just appreciated that he was there, what he was doing, totally respect that. Fantastic stuff. Zach was great. I want to give Zach credit, of course. Um, though I will say, we did talk about this on the podcast earlier. 
Now I don't see a reason of why we should do Danielson versus Saber Jr. I think if he couldn't even beat Claudio. I think why that's, why is he gonna beat Danielson? I think that's also why I was low on this match was it's it, the, I don't like the booking. It Zach Saber Jr. Claudio, but I knew Claudio wasn't losing. Yeah, it you should win on your debuts, and especially if it's a guy like Claudio. If there wasn't a blood and guts, it's hard to it's hard to now say that Zack Saber Jr. is the best technical wrestler in the world when he lost to Claudio. He Zack Saber Jr. will easily spin the claim of it's a guy I didn't know who was going to be. Yeah, you know, you yeah, know you that Seth Rollins. Yeah, you, know, you can do that. That's fine. You know, a little asterisk, I guess. But yeah. you know, it's it 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 slightly lowers the intrigue of a Danielson match for me. Yeah. And maybe um, and maybe that's why I was maybe a little lower on it. Uh okay, so so final thoughts on this. I think he looked good. He did the Ricola bomb, uh-huh. um, which is his essentially his new finisher again. Um, he pretty much ended the neutralizer as his finisher literally within seconds. The match started with the uh honestly match would have got like four and a half stars if they ended it like that right off the bat with the with the like uh the uppercut and the neutralizer and they just ended it i would just be like holy shit they just destroyed zach saber jr um they didn't do that thankfully i mean I, yeah. i'm happy they had a full match really good stuff and you know like we said claudio's only gonna get better and better and better i think he's gonna have a i think he you know he won't be in wrestler of the year talk at the end of the year just because he's not going to catch up in time but i think he can do something like danielson did when he came over yeah to the um AEW. He's got to figure out he's going to be in blood and guts. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. It's guaranteed for some really good matches. And get those damn trio belts here. We have the best trio. Give me Moxley, Danielson, and Claudio versus the Elite. Now. Death Triangle. Now. Los Faction Ingrenables. Now. Give me these matches. Stop waiting. I understand you're waiting for Kenny. Who cares? No offense to Kenny, but do we really need to wait? Remember, just remember so the elite. Remember the argument. Probably have the elite lose in the finals. Remember the argument for the trio spells is like Dark Order and you know Lucha, you know Jungle Express. It's like, man, look at all these oh, trio yeah, teams. Don't have to worry about that anymore. But it's like it's like just two years later. It's like House of Black. <laughs> I even I even say them. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just un, it's just the trios teams got even more unbelievable, and it's like and now it's even more preposterous that the, those belts don't exist. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god, it's time. We know they're made. That's the worst part. We know they're in Tony Khan's house, just it's sitting there, waiting to be used, sitting on a shelf, just waiting to be used. Um, Okada, Kenny Omega, written on it. Okada had the media scrum, didn't say too much. Um, uh, you know, said he loved to work with other people, and that's kind of pretty much it. Claudio's up. He's saying that he would. Uh, people are just asking these wrestlers, "Who do you want to work? Who do you want to work with?" What dumbass questions? I hate, I hate media scrums like this. Who do you, Okada? Who do you want to work? His response was Tony Khan. That's fun, but like, come on, man. Of course, he wants to work whoever. God, what do you freaking ask better questions, people? Um, Claudio was also asked that same question. Says he doesn't care about dream opponents. It's who the fans want him to see him wrestle. 
throws out Kenny Omega saying that they haven't wrestled since 08. Uh, earlier in terms of talking about seeing old friends, he mentioned not the guy he yells or screams all the time, uh, obviously alluding to Eddie Kingston. Uh, and he, so he was asked specifically why AEW, which I think was a fun question, which is actually a good question. He says he says the stars aligned for a perfect moment, called it a perfect fit. You know, Brian's will be back, put over his prior relationship with Mox. At the end of the day, I'm always looking for new challenges. Um, so that's a fun question, I guess. Let's make this important, though. Let's make this point important. The moment Claudio and Eddie have their match, that's when Claudio's back. Yeah, that's like, a that's an back. that's an all out match for sure. Eddie Eddie brings the best out of everyone. Yeah. He 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 is the reason I enjoy seeing Chris Jericho again. <laughs> that's a solid right? point. Like he's that's done solid, everything. That's a solid point. Yeah. I want to see Chris Jericho get beaten. And Eddie Kingston's the guy that brings it out. Not just not it's not just that I don't want to see Chris Jericho off my screen. It's I want now I want to see him beaten. I care enough. I did want to see him off my screen for a long time there. IWGP World Heavyweight Title four way match. Jay White retained his title against Adam Cole, Adam Page, and Kazuchika Okada. You know, I thought this match was really, really good. And then the finish, like yeah it was so upsetting yeah because i thought they were killing it in there the okada the the love that okada had in that building every time he did something i thought i thought i'll say it, i thought adam cole was good in this match i thought Heyman page was good in this match but jay white was good i thought everything was going great honestly i really really was enjoying the match but of course the finish does hurt it because it seems that something happened to Adam Cole, whether it was on the drop kick, he got, you know, stung just mm-hmm. one way or the other. We don't know what happened. We don't know exactly what happened. Some, there but, were some people showing a clip around that may, it might have been the Rainmaker, the the spin around and come back in, which was on the arm that has the injured arm might have maybe uh, popped it out of the socket or did something. Apparently it's a labrum injury, could be a tear or something. With, right. So, well, you know, may some people are thinking maybe with that arm rainmaker situation yeah. might have hurt it, it a little bit more. It was Melcher who reported earlier this week that people were fighting hurt and this could be the last time we see them for a little bit. Yeah. And it does feel like Adam Cole was the guy he was talking about. And of course, he got hurt. A very unfortunate situation in the end because I thought the match was really, really good. I was having so much fun. Um, that it felt like they were getting set up for what was going to be a great finish, but they kind of had to just get to it because Cole was hurt. Couldn't because he didn't get hurt by the rainmaker. He didn't get hit by the rainmaker. He just avoided it and got pinned by Jay White. Mm-hmm. So unfortunate because it was great. I really enjoyed everything. I thought. They showed up, um, but it is what it is. Yeah, totally. Um, it is what it is. Uh, these things happen. We knew these; they were coming in, working hurt. I think you know. I don't know. I don't know if the ref made a botch or if they called the match early or something. It didn't look like that. There was a lot of talk of Jay White and Adam Cole talking to the referee after that. So I don't know what that was all about. But, you know, if it was a referee botch, you know, at least you kept the title on Jay White and he pinned Adam Cole, right? 
you know, that at least that happened because that works. You know, you can keep New Japan. Can keep, imagine if it was Adam, Adam Page pinning Kazuchika Okada, right? That would be unbelievable. And he's the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Unbelievable. But now you have it still on Jay White, and he pinned Adam Cole, so it works with the story. Everything works within the booking. Um, you know, I think that's all all very good, all very well and good. So I'm totally fine with that. It stinks. It is anticlimactic. It hurt the match. But ultimately, you know, still a good match. Still a very good match. I was really enjoying it. I thought they... I didn't think it was getting to the levels of that fatal four-way from Capital Collision. Um, or, yeah, yeah. But I think had they had the, a great finish, maybe it would have. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so it does take the hit there. But, again, those four did put on a show. And uh, hopefully hopefully Adam Cole can get better, take his time. Yeah, yeah, whatever that, whatever that injury is, hopefully uh, he can – you know, heal up a little bit. You know, we need these people healing up soon. Healing up soon. I mean, luckily you got blood and guts, so you have some time to uh, to to heal up other people on the roster. You know, not use them for a week. You know, so we'll see how it goes. But you also have the potential to injure more people. So it is what it is, folks. It's, it's injuries. Uh, and then you had your main event of the evening. It was the interim AEW World title match with John Moxley getting the win by pinning and defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. John Moxley got brutally bloody on a sling blade. You know, those deadly... De- they, you know, they call them sling blades, right? I mean, there's a, they call them blade for a reason. Mm. Um, and that's just what happened seriously. to John Moxley. Uh, so what do you think about the main event? I love the main event. I love the main event i said this on twitter but when you get me on the edge of my seat and then you get me on my feet with in the last five minutes you did your job um tanahashi is of course one of the greatest of all time maybe the greatest of all time and if you ever need to be confirmed that he made a 50 50 crowd here in the united states that was cheering for Moxley and Tanahashi. Go from that to go ace chance through the end, and people be very and be people become very upset when he loses in the end. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was exactly what this show needed to cap it off. It's exactly what it needed, and it's exactly what I expected them to do. Very physical. You know they're cha- they're they're throwing forearms at one another. They have just this fantastic back and forth throughout the entire match. Tanahashi hits the high fly flow. You believe you believe he has a chance. Uh, ultimately, Moxley kicks out, but it's okay. It's okay. He gets out of the bulldog choke the first time. You're like, okay, well here we go. Mm-hmm. We're going back and forth. Um, he's in that sleeper hold. He's starting to fade. Fights out of that, gets in a bulldog choke, and then Moxley finishes it off with the paradigm shift. It was fantastic. He hits an ace as high on the outside because he's still insane at 44, 45 years old. However old he is, uh, he's just he's just the best. And Moxley's the best. Moxley is on the run of his career this year. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, this match was really, really good. Um, John Moxley and Tanahashi put on a really, really good match. Um, Tanahashi, 
Uh, worked a little bit slower than I thought he typically does for some reason. I don't know what he does that in the U.S. It feels. Yeah. Um, John Moxley worked very well. Um, the uh, you know, the blood was unbelievable. Lots of blood. Um, but doing doing the high, you know, the high, not yeah, the high fly flow. Uh, converting into the bulldog choke as the finish there. Not really the finish there, but doing that, picking it back up, Death Rider, all that jazz. Real good stuff. Love to see it. Um, yeah, you know, I was hoping for Tanahashi to get the win. I think it would have been nice here to have Tanahashi have the win. But, you know, still a good idea to have the title on John Moxley. It, when ev- everyone was in agreement with you. If e- everyone was agreeing with me, everyone thought it would be a good idea. Um, but in the end, I was right. Oh, damn it. Scotty's always right. Um, you know, it, but it's also the thing of like, you know, you, you know, you can still have John Moxley in the show, but maybe it is a good idea when everyone else is injured to have still ratings draw, and that is a champion on the show, and do some matches and stuff. So, what does this reign look like? John Moxley versus AEW World Title, the World Champion. Will he defend it a couple times? Probably, maybe. Who the heck knows? Uh, he'll face Punk at some point. That's a pretty good money match pay per view if I've ever seen one. And maybe eventually we'll get Punk versus Tanahashi. Maybe that would be next year's match at Forbidden I'm Door sure Two. We'll have blood, by the way, I'm sure we'll have blood in uh, Punk the... versus Moxley. Yeah, I'm sure. One hundred percent. I'm pretty positive of that. If we got it in, <laughs> if we got it in Tanahashi versus Moxley. Yeah, and Punk versus Moxley is very interesting because that could easily step us into a Punk versus Danielson match. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think I think the title being on Moxley is the right move if you want the title here. Obviously. Yeah, I mean he's been your I for me he's been he's been your best wrestler. So I just I I don't I don't blame them for going with him. And it was just a job well done from start to finish on the show. Um, FTR is on, at the table now. They're moving these wrestlers in and out very quickly. Uh, FTR is on the thing. The f- f- one of the questions asked if they're going to defend the IWGP title. <laughs> Fucking, we need better people in wrestling media. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And Tex Harwood sarcastically responded with, "No, we're gonna lose our smile." <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fucking like if you're one of these wrestlers and you're asking that question it's just like what are you fucking talking about man of wrestling course media, wrestling media might have been a mistake <laughs> it's just what are you talking about of course we're defending these titles we're champions that's terrible man not shocking just bad though yeah, it's just that's dumb. like really that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's an embarrassing question to ask. I don't know who asked it, but that's not a fun. That's not a fun question to ask. Uh, and after the main event, should be noted, uh, was the oh, like a five minute beat down. Jericho and Garcia come out. They beat down Tanahashi. They beat down Moxley. Um, then uh, BCC make a save. Uh, the inner circle come out and beat, do some more beatdown. Then Claudio evens things out. Um, just a little five minute beatdown, sort of 
go home angle for blood and guts on this AW New Japan pay per view. Uh, it's weird time to do this angle, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get why you're doing it. But when you're watching Forbidden Door five years from now, you're like, "What was this angle for again?" <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like a weird angle to do that as a as a closer. All I tweeted was TK couldn't help himself. He couldn't. He could not help himself from doing this. He, it was so badly timed because you did this three straight shows. You did the end of the show brawl, three straight shows, and they all included Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Every single one. The only good part about it was Eddie Kingston and Claudio hating each other. That was the only good part for me. Otherwise, I was like, why are we doing this? To get another Claudio moment? Mm-hmm. No, like that's not that's not needed. You just had Hiroshi Tanahashi and John Moxley put on a great main event. End it that way. You crowned an interim AEW world champion. End it. Finish it. Yeah. That is my one complaint on this pay-per-view. It was not needed at all. And yet Tony Khan could not help himself. Yeah, I it just you don't and you don't need these angles. You don't need these angles. Just you end on a, just end on a happy note. It just it just it's a bunch of air letting out of the room. Uh, I get it. I get why you're doing it, but I don't. I don't think it. I don't think these angles are a good idea. Uh, unless it's like if like say if say if that was the debut of Claudio, right? Right. That would work. Yeah, but it wasn't. I already saw him wrestle. I already saw him wrestle the entire match. Yeah. Um. You know, if you're doing a debut thing, then that's cool. But if it's just like an angle for blood and guts for a show, don't do that on my pay per view. <laughs> don't do that on my pay per view. Do that. Figure it out in your own damn time. Figure it out in your own damn show. Like you, you just close. You closed Dynamite last week with the same brawl. Yeah, they closed Dynamite and Rampage with the Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho brawl. Mm. Yes, I, they did. It's just, I get just sold blood and guts. You didn't need to do this. I didn't need it. Yeah. I didn't need it. It just, it's just so extra. You don't sell, especially because you're working with New Japan on it. You don't finish your pay per view by selling a, your next TV show. You already did that on the other TV shows. You hyped us up for blood and guts. Every fucking moment you got tonight. Yeah. It just it just wasn't needed. And that is my one complaint from what was the show of the year. Undoubtedly. It was like the complete opposite of all out from last year for mm-hmm. me. In 2021. They had a great all out was a great show, you know, it was great. But it was the post main event that made it maybe the show of the year, right? With Adam Cole debuting, the Brian Danielson debuting. This was without question, I think, the show of the year. Mm-hmm. And then you did this post match angle that was so unnecessary. You're like, really? Hat on the hat. You left a sour taste. Not really. I mean, I got over it very quickly, but 
just it was just it was deflating. It was just like, oh, all right, okay. It's like, what are, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, whatever. Yeah. In the end, it doesn't really matter, but no, it does. And it's still a very good In show. The end, it doesn't even matter. So that's that's the show. That's Forbidden Door. Uh, like we have like maybe some tidbits, but not tidbits, some nitpicks um for some stuff but honestly the show was great i wish you know it's it's easier to talk about a show that stunk but i cannot stress enough this mat this entire show well worth 50 dollars um well worth the price of admission um this show despite everyone's claims saying that AEW's dead and that no one knows the japanese wrestlers and all the roster members are injured so there's not going to be a good show um, you know, just shove all that stuff to the side and honestly realize what you just watched and remember and think to yourself how much better you will be next year with everyone there. Yeah, it could they could have all been there this year, but they'll be there next year and the show's going to be even better. And that makes me very much excited for Forbidden Door 2. Uh, I guess the only thing would be is the pay-per-view sales pay-per-view sales doing good, but I know a couple people that bought the pay-per-view solely off the buy-in that they weren't going to do it. They saw the buy-in, buy-in sold them and they were in and they got really? a show of the, yeah, yeah, there's a couple of people like that. Um, so, you know, that is what it is, but, uh, you know, that is, I, you know, that's, that's why you put great matches on the buy-in, um, to sell some pay-per-views and, uh, it did, it did. So we'll see when the number comes out, what it looks like. Um, I'm definitely interested to see what that number is because, you know, anything anything b- above, I think the the line of doing it again is anything over 90, um, anything over 100, definitely. Um, will it be I the... I think there'll be a lot of people who are regretting if they didn't watch it. Yeah, I agree. I think there'll be people who did not like the build or did not like the, re- the wrestler being off the show because of injury uh and just be like no i'm not watching the show it's gonna stink or whatever uh are gonna have to look themselves in the mirror and be like i have to what am i what was i thinking this people are saying this is show of the year this is a must must watch if you if you're listening to the show and you didn't watch the show must must watch i mean what are we doing here you got to watch this show cannot stress it enough oh my god folks so that is it for us that's it for forbidden door um scotty any final thoughts about the pay-per-view itself watch it if you didn't (laughs) that's that's pretty much it i mean if you're listening to this show and you didn't check it out and you enjoy what aw often offers if you enjoy what new japan can offer um check it out i think that's i think that's my best way to say it don't don't miss out because you didn't like the build or you were afraid that it wasn't going to live up to the billing. That's exactly what it did. Um, Everyone's going to have different opinions on what their favorite matches were. And that's why wrestling is what wrestling is, but make sure to go out of your way and check it out. Just imagine if like stardom wrestlers are on it next year and Sasha Banks is in this promotion. 
Uh, I don't. I don't know if that would make it better. The AEW's women's division also get better. Did you not just hear me say that? What if Sasha Banks is also in this promotion well, next year? I mean, if we're getting one match, hell yeah. Sasha <laughs> Sasha Banks versus Mayu Mayu Iwatani. Yes, that's my one dream match. I get it. Sasha Banks versus Natsupoi. Ooh, fuck yeah. Sasha Banks versus Starlight Kid. Sasha Banks versus... Anyways. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks versus herself. We clone her. Um, use cloning machines. We figure it out. Um, yeah, that's it for this week's episode of this bonus episode of um, AEW Forbidden Door. Instant reactions from a Ring Post Radio Boys. Again, it is 1.16 a.m. I believe that's probably rough the, roughly the time we started the last time we did this. Uh, so we appreciate you all. We'll be back next week on Sunday for a little Ring Post Radio Nights. So we'll be live streaming the af- afternoon to the night. And you know your boy is going to be drinking wine. Going to be a little wine junk. Um, so thank you all for watching this episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye. This has been a Countout Podcast.